what is the best thing or your most favorite thing about what you do? The favorite thing, I, it's like life, right? The the best moments happen when they're un, like they're improvised, mm -hmm. when they're unexpected. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, it's like once we get everybody on board, we're kind of you know on the road. Everyone's like on the first year, I made like a video with like on the road again by Willie Nelson in the background, which I think mm -hmm. kind of just encompasses the spirit of like going out there and traveling and kind of like having an adventure. But yeah, once you're like in the car with everybody and you're like, guys, we're about to like do this stuff, and they get. I mean, you know, walking up, like hiking up the mountain with people and just like, and being like a little bit tired and being like, yo, you got it, you know, just like keep on going, we're, we're almost <laughs> there and they get to the top, they see the view, they just like, and at the end of the day, just, just <laughs> having, like hearing from them, the impact that the experience has had on them mm -hmm. is really special and uh, it's, it's crazy, like you, you spend a couple of days with people and all of a sudden it feels like you guys are, you know, like lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. Yo, Philly, listen up to all our small business owners. Not just our small business owners, also our entrepreneurs, our creators, our dreamers, our doers. This is Small Business Saturday. Every week we're dropping knowledge about small businesses. Man, you know what? Just listen to the podcast. Man, we try to do a cool intro, but however we promise the podcast, we will be dropping gems, we will be dropping knowledge, we will be dropping the tools you need to succeed in your small business. All right, so every week, every Saturday, stay tuned with Small Business Saturday. Let's get it. All right, so I'm here with Andre Lekich, who is an international business manager, professional driver, sailing instructor, classically trained musician and chef. Andre is basically the modern renaissance man with his seven years of travel and adventure experience in Italy that make him an accomplished guide. Andre is also a foreign language instructor, fluent in Italian, English, and Spanish, and just loves sharing local Italian phrases, which I'll need to hear. Uh, he loves inspiring guests to travel differently, to be curious, embrace adventure, challenge themselves, and venture out of their comfort zone. Andre founded Echo Adventures back in April 2017 as a way to share his personal experience and adventures with others looking to get a truly unique perspective of Northern Italy, including hiking, kayaking, cheese making, and wine production. Sounds delicious. Andre, thanks so much for joining us. Happy to have you here, man. Pleasure to be here. So Andre, that's quite the history, but let me hear from you. You know, what's your story? How'd you get into this? Yeah, so one of the, the first big travel experiences I had was studying abroad in Italy. I was in a place called Bologna, which is in- ah, the, love. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. Italy's twice. Yes, I love Italy. Yes. The university's over there. I'm, I'm going to be so left out of this conversation. <laughs> it's, like it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so Bologna is really, like, it's a very dynamic place. The oldest university in the yes. world, arguably, is Beautiful. there. And uh, it's actually a really cool place because the hills start, um, and they head all the way towards Florence, and then mm -hmm. also the plains start in the opposite direction. So mm -hmm. you can kind of go up the hill, and you just see this, you know, medieval town, mm -hmm. city, um, with all the towers, you know, they used to build towers to assert themselves yes. and hide up in the top and stuff. So it's a really beautiful city. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was there, studied abroad, learned Italian, studied like the Italian university, and it just really instilled a sense of curiosity for Italy and wanting to go even deeper into culture, mm -hmm. language, food, all of the great stuff. When and where did you study abroad? Yeah, so I studied abroad my junior year of college. That would be back in 2009. Okay. Um, yeah. That's not that long ago. No, no. 
Ten years. Ten years. Ten years celebration. Ten years. Look, where ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Look where Where's my anniversary cake? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad gig. You just do a little study abroad and wait. So the the university was what in Italy? Yeah, it's uh, called Università di Bologna. Oh wow, um, it's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds amazing. It's a really cool place. There's like, and yeah, there's not yeah. bologna everywhere. Misconception. <laughs> yeah. They're famous for their mortadella. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else? Bologna is famous for the tagliatelle, which is a pasta you do like it's pretty fine, like it's delicious, not mm-hmm. fine, but also very like thin. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah, Italia Italia alla Bolognese. So what that is is basically a meat sauce. So if you ever go to an Italian restaurant here in the States and you say something alla Bolognese, like spaghetti or something, that's not that's not real stuff. It's only Italiatelle alla Bolognese. That's what you do alla Bolognese. I remember what's funny because I didn't realize that even in Italy. So you know how we'll order like spaghettis and meatballs or, you know, spaghettis with whatever meat. Yeah. So they give you the dishes at separate times. Like they'll give you yep. the spaghetti first. Yeah, and they'll yeah, give yeah. you the meat separate. And it's just, it comes at different times. We're like, wait, where's the meatballs? <laughs> That's what I had to learn when I was in Italy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they serve the meal like primo, secondo, contorno. Yeah. So like first, second. Yes. There and then ends with a yeah. coffee. Starches are by themselves. Meats are by themselves. So how many courses are we talking here? Like yeah, it's not French cuisine. <laughs> French cuisine is, you know, <laughs> very complicated. So what did you study there? Did you study Italian or you studied like, you know, yeah. something else? So in, in school, I studied international business and management. Okay. And I minored in history. Had some phenomenal history professors, which was, which was really great. Um, I didn't minor in Italian, but I had a great Italian professor. I used to watch Roberto Benigni. I'm sure everybody's familiar with like La Vita Bella, Life is Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a very uh, dynamic actor and uh, he's from uh, from Toscana. He's Tuscan and uh, you'll hear it very much in his accent when he speaks and stuff. But he's just out there doing a great thing, just kind of sharing this whole thing. So I, I, I like that a lot. A lot of his older films are very interesting and stuff. So yeah, I did that. And then I came back here to the U.S. I graduated, uh, cycled cross country, which was kind of an wow. intro into traveling from unique perspectives. You rode a bike across the country? Yeah. Where did you like sleep and like, what did you do? Yeah, yeah so we brought, along a, we brought along a tent. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was really cool. We basically just had like, it was a friend of mine who actually was Bulgarian. And um, she just approached me one day in the library at college and was like, hey, Andre, I was thinking about doing this thing. Um, like, you want to do it? She's like, biking across country. And I was adventurous, you know, I was my senior year in college. I was like, yeah, you know, I got the world by the, you know what? And then uh, she, I honestly took like a day. I'm like, can I get back to you on that? That sounds like... It's a big thing. But yeah, I slept on it. And I was like, this is going to be great. And it ended up being just the two of us. Uh, we left literally like a week after we graduated. Like our training was like riding locally, like five miles, just testing wow. the bikes. <laughs> in quotation marks. We got and this. We just, yeah. <laughs> Strapped strap the gear on the back. We didn't even have a front pannier. Uh, we just had like two bags on the back of okay. the bike and just departed. Did around 60 miles a day. Started in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, uh, which is like central PA, and then mm-hmm. ended up in Portland, Oregon. Oh, wow, yeah. that's amazing. So really Fun fact, cool. I got a ticket in Carlisle. Driving back from Penn State. <laughs> uh, there's nothing good there. Yeah, there's nothing no, there's good there. Not, yeah, there's not, you're not going to go back. <laughs> you're like, no. <laughs> Once you get through the first day and you're like, yeah, maybe not. Let's turn around. This is going to be far. Yeah, the first day was ro- it was very small rolling roads, so it was like it was it was manageable. Then we hit the Tuscarora Mountains. Ooh. It was just sweet. We hit like we just literally would ask people for directions. This is before like Google Maps. Mm-hmm. You could have it on your phone. We didn't have a smartphone, um, and we just asked somebody how to get somewhere. And we ended up on like an abandoned tunnel of a turnpike, and really went through a mountain that was like this tunnel was completely dark. No cars were there. No, it was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. How long did it take you? 
to go cross country? Yes. Uh, two months. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's like fast or slow. It sounds fast, I think. I don't know. Yeah, there was, there yeah. was some guys that are just like get crazy. They do from like Florida out to like like diagonally the US and one guy passed us like we were standing still. They just like go, go, go. They'll do it in like a week or something crazy. What? It's it's absolutely ridiculous, yeah. Like they're cruising, like they don't sometimes like if they do races, I believe that they don't even like really sleep. Like they'll sleep for like two or three hours and then just like get back on the bike. Oh my god. Yeah. So <laughs> So then what, you, you get to Oregon, you're like, all right, now what am I going to do? Yeah, well, the first idea was to buy a motorcycle and drive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was that. It was the first I'm idea. I'm not biking back. I'm not biking back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, from there, yeah, I ended up moving over to Italy and then got involved with teaching English over there mm. and got enrolled into a master's program in anthropology, uh, which was interesting. Who ever thought when you studying abroad that you literally were going to shift your entire life to revolve around that semester? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's... what did the idea for your, when your um, business come about? Uh, just kind of all the travels mm-hmm. that I've done over the years. Uh, like I spent some time in Venezuela, like mm-hmm. working over there and experiencing that. This is back when Chavez was still yes. uh, president. And um yeah, just like the bike trip, um, did a backpacking trip with my friend in the south of France for a month. Once again, just like backpack on your shoulders, tent, and just like, you know, writing some, some like the names of towns, you know what I mean? And just connecting with people. And we just met the most phenomenal people and there was just this sense of happiness and fulfillment that you yeah. experienced because you're literally just outside, you're engaging with people, so you're experiencing the place in a very interesting way you don't know who you're going to meet next Mm -hmm. you're leaving yourselves open for coincidences and like cool things to happen so that's kind of that sense of adventure that um yeah we try and capture in in what we do now do most people like speak english or were you like ever worried or concerned over there that like you're gonna get lost or stuck or in some sort of trouble in france anywhere oh anywhere yeah like anywhere i've ever been what's the what's the craziest (laughs) place i'm saying that like there is something do you want to go there you know, it was crazy. It like it was crazy arriving in Caracas when I went. I was I. I don't want this uh, whole Give it to, to be like about me. You know, it should. Be it about, is about you. It's not about me. Man. Tell us about Caracas. Caracas. So These I was, all background stories into how you started your business. Yeah, it's all the crazy stuff. Essential. You guys, yeah, we should be having a couple of drinks over. And it's like, what about you? You know, let's one up. Let me one up you. you know? uh, so anyway, yeah, Caracas. And I decided to go to Venice. So basically, I uh, when was this? I guess it was after I came back from Italy. That's what kind of started this whole thing of like, okay, I'm, I'm in school, right? Mm-hmm. I have vacations. You have Thanksgiving. You have Christmas. You have all those kind of vacations. And it was Thanksgiving. And I spent a lot of time with my family, very close with my family. But I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to start doing stuff like with my friends because this is my senior year. So we went to like Tennessee, did like the, um, some mountains over there. And then for the winter break... I just I just decided to ask some friends of mine who are Argentinian uh, if they had any ideas of where to go in South America. And they're like, ah, we went to this one place in Venezuela. And it was like in the mountains and then, you know, basically worked there on the farm. I was like, can you tell me the name? They're like, yeah, we can tell you the name. And I'm like, can you give me a number? Can you give me an address? They're like, uh, we just like, just have this. But just don't worry, they'll be there. Just go. So I ended up booking a flight, which was pretty cheap at the time. Mm-hmm. It was like 250 bucks, like each way. And I flew out on New Year's Eve. Um, uh, and got there New Year's Day. And my plan was to go from Caracas to Barquisimeto, from Barquisimeto to a place called Sanare, and from Sanare to the place in the mountains, from Monte Carmelo. 
And uh, I got there. It by was yourself? early in the day. By myself. Okay. First trip ever by myself. Literally okay. like an East Pack backpack. That was all I was taking because I wanted to travel light. No camera. This is before there were like cell phones. And Instagram or anything. Yeah, <laughs> Instagram. Do you remember that time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before there were stories. Um, yeah, so I just got there and I was... I, I could have taken a plane from there to Barquisimeto, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be like one of those people like taking a plane from Caracas, uh, Caracas to Barquisimeto. I'm going to try and go to Caracas and take the bus because that's what everybody does, right? Oh, I want to like rub elbows with like, you know, normal people. So I took like a very curious, actually my first experience of walking out of the airport, like customs was like super chill. You know, I started to get a little nervous, you know, right? It's really like, you know, as you could see out the window, like there's land because you fly over, you know, like the Caribbean um, so there's water and you see land. Started getting nervous. Got to the passport place. Here's my passport. Cool. Very official. Got out there. First thing that happens once you get in, there's like a guy with like a wand, like just doing this. He's not a government official. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just some guy over oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just like, where's your wallet, man? Where's your watch? Just like, it's metal. I got to hold it, you know? <laughs> anyway. So it was just like, I was just, you know, I navigated my way. And this is, I haven't, this, I studied Spanish in high school, but I hadn't spoken since. So I was like three years or whatever. I hadn't spoken Spanish, but I'm like, you know what the hell with it? I'm, I'm doing this trip. And then I went there and just kind of looking around for like, okay, where's the bus that could take me to Caracas? And I was asking some people or something and just like, you know, and of course, like it's Caracas, like it's Venezuela. Like the cars don't look like they are here. They're not new and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're very, you know, they're oh, old. Yeah. It's like going back to the eighties, like here the majority. Um, and, uh, so I got into Caracas, the guy like dropped me off somewhere and then like I took the subway to like the bus station. Um, and then, um, yeah, from the bus station was closed cause it was New Year's day. And then, uh, yeah, from there I had to get my way back to the airport, which I did. And then I ended up flying and then I got to Barquisimeto and like, I almost missed the last, I missed the last bus and somebody got me what's called like a rapidito, which is basically like a cab. Mm-hmm. And we just like, uh, where are you from by the way? I'm Peru- Peruvian and Puerto Rican. Nice. Yeah. Have you been to Peru? No. I've not, oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, we'll talk afterwards. <laughs> okay, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. So anyway, yeah, then they end up getting like, I got a taxi to take me to like a place for the night. And then the next day, the actually guy uh, who was kind of running the place I stayed for that night, he's like, I asked him where this place was that I was going to in the mountains. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know it. And he's like, if you want tomorrow, I'll take you. Like okay, oh, he's like yeah, and he took me on his motorcycle. <laughs> I was in the back of an old Honda, which is coincidental because I actually bought an old Honda uh, like motorcycle because you know they don't make them like they used to. And um, yeah, he took me up there, and I just started, you know, just started that adventure of working mm-hmm. in the mountains and stuff, and that was really cool. That was you really went cool. there just to work. Like what you do when you got there? Yeah, I worked. I was in just like the mountains, like just cultivating like stuff, working in the fields, basically helping them with that, whatever I could help with. Oh wow! And just listening to their stories and stuff, living very humbly, um, because that's just like how they lived and stuff. But just trying to absorb um, everything. I was the only like guy there, so it was cool too. And like they didn't know I was coming, and they were like very receptive, (laughs) like open. This theme of generosity is is great. That's what we want to kind of share, you know, through traveling. It's just that that. they welcome that connection, outsiders you know? kind yeah. of, yeah. Like, I don't like traveling like an outsider. I like to blend in. Mm-hmm. But blending in is like, okay, but it's not so much even about blending in. It's more about just like listening. Yeah. Because if you go in there and tell being your stories. Being open-minded and being appreciating the culture. It just shows you have a genuine interest in the culture in general. Yeah. Not like you're just going there to judge or not like you're going there for a selfie, but actually showing interest in the culture. Yeah. So take us to Italy. Mm. Mm. Metaphorically speaking. Mm. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I mean, I know. 
Well, the airport is within 30 minutes. Yeah, we can get that. We can, get that. <laughs> we can film the rest in the, when we're in Italy, yeah. So it wasn't until, what, two years ago that you actually started the company? Yeah, So correct. what was the, what were you doing right before that that led you to starting the company? Uh, right before, um, I was working with UPS actually, okay. packages, um, which is a really fun job. Highly recommend it if anybody's looking for something mm -hmm. interesting to do mm -hmm. uh, during the winter because that's when they hire seasonal drivers. Okay. Um, yeah, what else was I doing? Were you doing that around here? I was doing that out in Portland, Oregon. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Um, I ended up back there uh, by coincidence. I was going to get a UPS job locally, and then I was like, if I can do this anywhere, like, why do it locally? Right. And so... Portland was an available option, and yeah, so I went out there and did that. But yeah, I worked with a travel company as well in the past, and I saw how they ran things, and I was like, hmm, like, I think I have a different angle um, that would, people would really appreciate, mm -hmm. because they do a lot larger groups, they're just interested in more of like a convenience service for people, mm -hmm. so just logistically providing the support for people to travel actively in a place, Yeah. and where I was at was more like, hey, I want to communicate all these interesting things about this place and bring people along like kind of a narrative of exploration and journey and discovery and echo. So was it, was it a trip <laughs> name of the yeah, what, What's yeah. echo stand for? Yeah. It means there it is. There it is? Yeah. Hey guys, echo, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Like if somebody else walked in the room right now and it was, he was a gentleman, we'd say echo, which means like there he is. Ah. Uh, or if you would get to like, uh, uh, what's another example? Like it's the top of my echo, like echo ci siamo means like, ah, here we are. This is it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, now this is it, like this is the end, we're jumping yeah. off. Just like this is it, like yeah, this is, we're here, yeah. So did you start by, I guess, curating a trip that you'd been on or what, what was it that you put together for people? Yeah, so we work out of Milan and we work in a part of Lake Como that still maintains some of the traditions that once were there. Um, and yeah, how did we plan the trip? That's, that's one of the things we're best at, um, Nima and myself. Um, we get out there, we talk to people, and we put, kind of connect the dots in a way that's like really enjoyable for people and just go out there and find some really unique places, some really interesting people who have great stories to share. And So take us through like what is the process when someone books with, books with you, yeah. like how is that you set their excursion for them? Yeah, so you can book with us online through our mm -hmm. website. Uh, you can contact me personally if you're interested in doing something unique. Uh, we have everything from like younger demographic mm -hmm. to um, older demographic and kind of everything in between. And yeah, the process is pretty streamlined. Mm -hmm. It's like small group, so maximum we typically do is six people. And there'll be or Nima or myself on any given trip. And prior, like transportation is in-house and everything. Yeah. So it's like a flat rate. Are there like different options people can book from? Sure. We have like a one day trip. We have two different types of three day trips. We have an active, which you're doing things like zip lining, like rafting, kayaking, just like a little more intense hiking stuff. And we do some behind the scenes with like cheese making, uh, wine, that type of thing. And then we have a relaxed version, which is more for maybe somebody our parents age or somebody who just wants to like go behind the scenes of stuff, you know, like the foodies and just like they want to do that stuff with some light activity like biking or something like that, but not up a mountain. Um, so those are kind of our trips now. And yeah. It's like, how do you first get started though with 
getting a customer base. It's like, did you already have friends and family that wanted to do this? And it's like, hey, I first customer. I've been there. It's your first customer. Yeah, yeah. Just hold on. Let me get my like list of like secrets (laughs) of how I started the business in the bang. You know. Yeah, just uh, number one on the list is... Uh, this is what you do. Yeah, I got a soapbox in Philly and just, you know, got a megaphone. <laughs> I mean, whatever It's a $70 works. investment, but they have a 50% for stocking fee, so I lost it. No, I'm joking. It's a write-off. It's a write-off. Um, yeah, I just... I, I, I literally just... I just got there. This is actually funny. You guys did a good job of asking that question. I went around Milan with a four by six postcard and just started talking to people. I went up to tourists and Are I was serious? like, yeah, I was like, you know what? Like you guys look like you may be interested in something. Can I, can I share this with like where, where you travel, where you're coming from? You know, what are you up to? How long are you going to be in Milan for? And you know, we had this adventure that I think you guys really enjoy. It's like this, that, the other thing and stuff. And literally, if you look through our reviews, people will sometimes say, like, Andre very casually, like, politely approached us and asked if we would like, <laughs> like to do this trip. And then they went on the adventure and then they're just, like, thrilled and stuff. It's, like, it's really happy. It's Not a sure, happy yeah. experience, you know? <laughs> going in the mountains, just, like, you know, like, checking hey, stuff out. Like, hey, an adventure. You don't know me, but let's go. <laughs> hey, right? I mean, if I were to say, you guys want to go on an adventure, you know, like, I feel like... I'm just some guy. Right? <laughs> Come with me. Yeah. So... Yeah, good for that's, that. That's how that's how we got that initial push, and okay. uh, yeah, from there we're just continuing to do all the things that small businesses do in terms of digital marketing, trying to develop partnerships, and just get the word out about what mm-hmm. we do because it is so unique. And the way we view our trips is part of somebody's like longer time vacation because mm-hmm. most people are going there for like eight or nine days. So what we want to do is we want to give them the opportunity, like some of that time, to be able to do uh, this type of an experience because it kind of informs the rest of your stay. Um, if you're there for that long, you start your trip in Rome, which is a common place to fly into. Yeah. You kind of have that experience of, of all that. And then, you know, Milan is very reachable by train or by plane. And then you go there and then you get that insight into the culture that's different from like an Airbnb host, that's different from like a local tour company, that's different from a big American tour company operating in like 26 countries. Right. You know, you get that like really, we just, we take you on an adventure. We listen to what you have to say during the day and we listen to like, what do you want to do this afternoon? You know, if you're tired, mm-hmm. you know, instead of taking you like kayaking, you know, we can do something like a little, that's good. a little more chill. You know I mean? to everyone. Yeah. What has been your best experience, like the best group you, you've done a trip with? The best group I've done a trip with? Uh, probably, yeah, best group I've done a trip with. Everybody's great. <laughs> you can't even tell that. <laughs> my customers. Um, no, they're, all, they're all phenomenal. They're all, they're all, excuse me, they're all unique. Um, initially, we'd have people just, like, we'd be on lunch. Our first year, we just did day trips, right? We said, like, let's keep it simple. So we just did day trips. And um, people, we'd be at lunch and they'd be like, hey, like, we have tomorrow free. Can you guys do something else for us tomorrow? And there was one occasion where, like, they're like, we have two days free. Can we just, like, and I ended up, we just did, like, a road trip kind of a thing. Like, I had nothing planned. Mm -hmm. I just put it together uh, based on my knowledge of the area. And they had, like, a phenomenal time. What do they do at night? Like, where do they stay? Yeah, I I just planned that on the fly. Okay. So, yeah, we were... Got this tent. No, no. no. (laughs) And the bike. (laughs) Everyone hop on. (laughs) No, no, no. No worries. Yeah, just like, uh, that's not... These aren't intense. In fact, the accommodations, great, great transition. So the accommodations are just, aren't five-star hotels, right? Because that's not what we do. Uh, What we do is we find unique places that have interesting character and like with beautiful views. Because after a day of adventure, you kind of want to relax. You want there to be quiet. 
and you want to, you know, you're just going to continue that experience of being in a place. It's kind mm-hmm. of immersion in a sense. Mm-hmm. So we're staying at like small, you know, there's a lot of, like we're in a room right now with exposed brick over there. There's a lot of wood mm-hmm. um, in terms of like the ceilings, like they traditionally build, you know, the walls and stuff out of the stone from there. And then the ceilings, they'll lay a couple of big like telephone pole-esque things. Yes. And then, yeah, just build on top of that. So. Where, where would that be? Like just different parts throughout Milan or where are we talking now? Yeah, so we, we, we leave Milan and then we head up to Lake Como. Um, and yeah, there are different valleys there. So we're kind of just, you know, it's not as much fun to be in the valley. So we choose places that are like a little bit on the mountainside. And that's, that's part of that whole like dynamic. Mm. It's a lot of relationships to build then, I guess, if it's like... I don't know what, what it would be. Are they like villas or people's houses or just like Airbnb style or yeah. a mix? It's kind of a mix. It's like a, more like agriturismo, which is this concept of, um, I think in France it would be like a pension or something like that, where it's like larger than a bed and breakfast, mm. but that type of, right, somebody basically renovated yeah. the house, yeah. turned it into a, uh, uh, I'm thinking in Italian. <laughs> um, yeah, basically a, um, a place to stay, mm-hmm. have a couple of rooms, and those are the people we like to support too, right? Because that kind of changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting you excited. Come on, we got it. We got to talk about stories. No, no, this, this is, is very quiet over there. No, this is interesting. Just like to see how you go about doing everything. <clears throat> so, I mean, aside from that, so your your business is growing. How is how is it that you market to get to get in like organic traffic and bringing new clientele? Yeah, digital marketing is always a learning experience because mm-hmm. it's constantly evolving. Oh my god! So yeah. <laughs> you know, like, everything is you know, everything you learn today can be different by tomorrow. <laughs> right, right. But you can continue. You know, I continue to develop my knowledge of. You know, I'm rebuilding the site right now. Um, so you know, your basic stuff. You know, H1, H2 headers. Your you know page titles. You know where in the page title, you know, is the most important information. You can using keyword. Excuse me, uh, Google Keywords Planner to do your research for your content strategy. Uh, you know, backlinks, all that fun yes. stuff. But, you know, knowing is one thing, being able to successfully implement it takes time, practice, and occasionally a little bit of guidance along the way. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been interesting, but it's great to see technology continue to evolve and make it more, like, easier for the user to, to yeah. be able to do stuff. What would you say has been your biggest challenge since starting your business? Biggest challenge is always getting the word out for me. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't have a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to just like have that initial contact with customers. It's kind of what I was doing in Milan, but it's it's tough to do. It's not targeted, right? Mm-hmm. It's targeted, but you're just, there's a, there's a lot of energy involved with that. Um, so that's kind of the challenge of it being like an e-commerce thing. So it's, it's really, for me, it's about how can I engage like the local community, like Philadelphia mm-hmm. or New York or specific communities, even mm-hmm. in the suburbs. And just present them with like, hey guys, like you guys doing a vacation to Europe, you guys doing a vacation to Italy, this is something you should check out. Or just, mm-hmm. I don't like selling stuff, you know, I'm in it because I want people to be able to have this experience. And I think a lot of people are, are interested in doing this type of a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you set up situations where you can initiate that conversation and then, yeah, just constantly evolving your product or service too, to be able to really figure out where it fits in terms of what they're looking for. Yes. Yeah. It almost sounds easier to market it once they're there. So not like getting them there. It's like once they're, now what do we do? Like we don't have anything planned. Like yeah, are there so, some cool local tour guides that could take us around and like take us off the beaten path? So when we're, 
Or we're kind of talking about like where they are in their process. Um, yeah, it's like they've already booked. They're already in it, in Italy right. looking for something to do. I mean, ideal for me would to be to uh, target people who are who have expressed interest in traveling to Italy. You know, whether they're looking at uh, flights over there, right? That's a great indication digitally. Or they're looking at accommodations over there. Mm-hmm. Like if there was some way to have find that information, like who those people are, be able to like kind of retarget them in a sense. Your, yeah. yeah. Like that would be ideal because they're kind of it's like long tail keywords, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're going. It's a very focused approach as opposed to, you know, because they're pre qualified, right. right? Yeah, leads in a sense. Maybe they're not this or that, but that that is really important for us for the multiple day trips because nobody's going to do a multiple day trip last minute because they already have their accommodations booked. Yeah, day trip. Yeah, you can do whatever. You can do last minute day trips, but mm. yeah. So someone. This is the fun it. stuff. <laughs> Let me get a mission of it all. Yeah. Um, so, anyone who wants to go to Europe, um, Europe yeah. why should they go to Italy? So, there's, there's someone that's like listen, huh? looking for a podcast. <laughs> they're, they're listening to the podcast. Yeah. They're, on, they're on the computer yeah. right now. They're actually thinking, oh, it's been tough at work. I want to plan a trip. They're planning a trip. They're looking at Europe. Yeah. So, here's for you to sell them why go to Italy with it, you. Italy, Italy is an amazing place. It's an amazing place because there are so many different regions and each region has its own, it's like its own, its own world. whole lot of stuff to explore. Yeah. Its own dialects from a linguistic perspective, mm. its own culinary traditions, its own, where we work, it gets down even so like each valley has a different mm. history. You know, one valley, they're going to be mining granite to build the sidewalks in Milan. Another valley, they're going to be doing the stones to build the roofs for houses. Mm-hmm. Another one is going to be making cheese that can age for like 12 years and is exported to Switzerland mm-hmm. because there was that sense of commerce there. So every, there's just like a whole lot of stories, a whole lot of beautiful places, a whole lot of different nature kind of situations, right? You have all different types of mountains. Mm-hmm. You have the sea on like all sides. Mm-hmm. I would recommend the Western Sea, though, if you're going to be up north. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sicily is beautiful. Calabria is fantastic. Yet. Puglia is now becoming very hot in terms of a destination. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you can go back to Italy a whole bunch of times and always have new things to discover. And the great thing is when you go somewhere is that you bring stuff back with you. Mm-hmm. Not just like trinkets for your, like, you know, magnets for your refrigerator <laughs> or, you know, clay pots and, you know olive oil if, or cheese yeah. or you know things that you try and smuggle through through customs <laughs> <laughs> but or wine right um mm-hmm. but it's kind of to continue the experience back home right i mean i think a lot of us we live certain lives here in the u.s mm-hmm. and they're great but it's about travel for me is about enriching uh kind of your whole life experience mm-hmm. and then being able to share that experiences with others around you mm-hmm. so italy is a great place for that i think everywhere is a great place for that Italy, there's still a lot of places that aren't as touristic, mm-hmm. and I think that's really special. And in the way we travel, and the way I encourage anybody to travel is, you know, just be be humble and 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 just appreciate that um, when you go to those places and try not to like you know just like come in and be like you know so that's because there's it's special you know it's yes. like something to be appreciated like going you know to a museum or something like that you know not. That's not at a, a, the exact right, mm-hmm. comparison, but it's it's really cool to be able to still find those places in today's day and age. Because if you put a blog article about a certain place, this happened on like the border of Swiss, like in Switzerland somewhere, where somebody posted like an article about a place, and they just got throves and throves of tourists coming in. They you know they couldn't handle it mm-hmm. one year, and they just couldn't handle it. So like digital stuff gives us connectivity. But in the end, I think we're all searching for just a genuine connection to yeah. places and people and stuff. 
What's your favorite place in Italy? <laughs> <laughs> favorite place in Italy. Well, 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 Favorite place in Italy? There's, there's a lot. Um, I really actually love where I work um, in that place around Lake Como. It's really beautiful. The mountains are just so stunning. There's this whole lake that's, you know, I think it's the second biggest lake in, in Italy. You make me want to go now. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just so special. It's so spectacular. Um, it looks nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, we're, it's, we're just, it's just crazy. You have mountains that are, you know, like 1,300 meters literally dropping down to like lake level. It was formed by glaciers, right? Receding. Wow. And the power of glaciers. The power of glaciers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> practice, you know. So what happens is like, so this is like, I guess maybe a fun fact is in certain mountains, there's only the, because they brought, the glaciers brought rocks with them. They brought big stones with them. Mm -hmm. So now sometimes you still find these big rocks that are left on the mountainside. And like one mountain in particular that's near the southern part of Lake Como on the right side, um, there's like a big rock, it's at like 900 meters. Above 900 meters, they didn't find any of these rocks. So that meant that the glaciers were only that high, right? So you kind of can do this whole geology thing too of like how was this formed, like to give you more of an appreciation for mm -hmm. the place. And there's like ruins from like 500, um, oh my like that you can just like walk up to and be like, okay, yeah, that was the kitchen, that was the this, that was the that, and like they're nestled away on the side of a mountain kind of not exposed to everybody mm -hmm. and everything. And then, you know, the Romans came because they found like little coins that had, you know, with the Roman currency and then mm -hmm. things evolved from there. And yeah, it's just this place it's is wild. Man. Yeah. Italy is beautiful in general. Yeah. There's just so much history there. And like, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Philly's all right. <laughs> Philly's, yeah, Philly, you know, every place you go, you can find some great stuff. You know, Philly is such a unique place because you have all these different, you know, you got a whole, whole different bunch of neighborhoods, right? Mm -hmm. And each neighborhood you go to has a certain feel, has a certain vibe. You get to talk with people from there who are coming mm -hmm. from all different realities. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's what's up. Yes. Yeah. Even in the U.S., right? Like, everywhere you go is different. It is. It is. Yeah. But the history that comes, it's just like the European history in general. It's just so, yeah. Yeah, so overwhelming. But when you go and visit and just take it all in, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> When's the best time to go to Italy? Best time to go to Italy if you Always. are... <laughs> anytime. What's Always. So book anytime. <laughs> this message has been brought to you by... <laughs> I will leave now. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, best time. Like Spring is beautiful, obviously. like You have a lot of... And when you're in the mountains specifically, everything's blooming. So if you have allergies, okay. <laughs> Maybe not the best. But... No, just like the, the mountain flowers are blooming. It's like mm -hmm. really unbelievable. I'm talking like end of April, May. And then when you get... Italians typically take their vacation in August. I know. So that's yeah. when things become a little more crowded. So if you're looking to avoid like the Italian crowd, that's when I would kind of avoid doing that. Then you have uh, June and July, which are great times to mm -hmm. go. Uh, also September, that's when everybody goes back to work from the Italian side. So And uh, the grape harvest starts for wine and stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be involved with that, that's one thing that we do is we literally take you up there, you know, you get a pair of shears and you learn uh, from, you know, the owner of the vineyard how to harvest the grapes, what the differences are, then you get to go back and taste different vintages. 
of like literally the grapes that were you know in your hand earlier that's awesome oh man yeah just get to it's it's nice to just engage kind of all the five senses when you travel right mm-hmm. and get up close and personal with some stuff what's your favorite food from italy favorite food from italy yeah <laughs> like where do i begin <laughs> uh-huh. favorite food cheese is obviously tremendous yeah a lot of cheeses um what else is, is great from there i cook like that style of food um so yeah they're they're starches and stuff um you know like things like risotto right it's like there's actually a really if, if somebody wants to check this out there's like uh i don't have anybody to ask but like radicchio you guys know what it is uh, educate us it's like a red the, cabbage yeah 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 that's eaten raw uh, it can be cooked too in a risotto, which is basically a rice dish that you slowly add broth to and then it absorbs the water and that's how it cooks. Um, but there is a, a Radicchio Trevisano, which is from a place just outside of Venice. And it looks like kind of like the head of Medusa, where it's like at the bottom, it's kind of all like finocchio, which is fennel, right? Well, at the mm-hmm. bottom, it's all kind of closely wrapped together. And then towards the top, it just like, it just o- octopuses out. It's, it's a violet color, right? It's purple. So yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. kind of... Coming out, and it is the most tender thing. You just like break it up, you cut it up, like obviously like uh, olive oil and balsamic vinegar, like mm-hmm. a salad. But it is like the texture. The texture is just like it's a vegetable. Buenissimo. Yeah, yeah, Buenissimo. yeah it's, just like, it's like perfecto. Yeah. It's really something. You guys should look it up on the computer. And for all those out there listening, that. yeah, like good luck finding that at the Whole Foods. But <laughs> another reason to go to Italy and and and, and try that. Um, there's all types of stuff. There's carpaccio, which is like, um, not for the vegetarians, but, um, I guess I won't get into what it is, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's just, there's just a whole lot of it's a lot. food is, yeah, food is fantastic. The one thing I know that I can appreciate about Italy is how calm it is over there. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially like in the, in the society we live in, especially in America, we're always mm-hmm. on a go, on a go, on a go. And it's, everything is so fast paced. Yeah. We always feel like we can't really like be in the moment. Because even, like, friends, like, you know, check your email, check your your text messages, and, you know, there's so many things going on. But when you're in Italy, it's just, it's calm. People are not in a rush. People are enjoying their foods. People are enjoying conversations. They're enjoying just everything around them. And that's something I picked up, too, because even when I was there, I remember the first time I went to Italy, it was just... The first two days, everyone's like, oh, where's your Wi-Fi? What's your Wi-Fi? Because I need to post this. But then after a while, I'm like, you know, everyone just, they're like actually engaging with one another. Why are we not just sitting here? Why are we like, when we sit down at the table, we want to upload all of our videos and stuff from today. Why are we just like taken in this moment? And that's something that that me and my friends, that we picked up while we were there. And something we've just like, and even we've implemented that into kind of anytime we, we get together now. And that started from that trip in Italy. So, I mean, that's a, 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 take, a big takeaway I got from there besides all the history that was thrown my way. But, yeah, just kind of just knowing how to be in a moment and appreciate it. You just take everybody's phones and throw them. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we realized the first two days that we're excited, we're taking videos. But, you know, obviously, you know, we don't have Wi-Fi or anything there. So, we'll have to wait until, like, when we go to dinner and then we'll ask... Whatever place we're eating at, oh, what's your, what's your Wi-Fi? We'll get it. And the entire time like, we make oh, our course. order, but then we're just uploading our videos. But after, like, the, I remember the second night, and we were actually walking through Rome, and we were we were just kind of taking in everything, and then we were just, we talked about our highs and our lows, and then one thing my friend had mentioned, she was like, don't you notice how everyone, when we go into the restaurants, like, everyone is just 
they're you know appreciating each other and they're just in conversation and even people that are walking together they're talking to one another why aren't we doing that more yeah. so we kind of made a rule for the remainder of the trip like if we we wait until we get to the hotel at night to like upload our videos and stuff but like we're still gonna take in everything and just kind of talk to one another but yeah yeah, that's all I love about Italy. It was just so it's so peaceful. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely like a pace to things, mm-hmm. um, and the further south you go, the slower that can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just amazing that, like you said, engage that and just kind of embrace it. Mm-hmm. Like also, like you were reminding me of kind of this concept of retreats people are doing now for companies mm-hmm. and stuff, where you know basically disconnect from work, disconnect from mm-hmm. like your devices and all that, and just kind of reconnect mm-hmm. through that. It's so important. So, That's something, I mean, I actually do, like, once a month is I disconnect from everything. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, yeah, no phone, no computer, no anything. Because you know the way my life is. Yeah, where do you go? <laughs> I'm home. But, no, I just, I take in that moment. Because you know how my life, my life is crazy. I'm always, having so many projects going on, you know, consistently. And it's just, but that moment, I really, I actually enjoy it. So, I book it one day a yeah. month. So like disconnect from anything. So whether I go to the spa, whether I stay at home, I actually read. I just kind of just take in appreciate my presence, basically. Like that. Yeah, it's important. (laughs) My last question for you would be, what is the best thing or your most favorite thing about what you do? (laughs) (laughs) Favorite thing about what I do? Meeting new people. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, Yeah. I love I love people. Yeah. Favorite thing about what I do. It's the favorite thing. I, it's like life, right? The the best moments happen when they're on un- like they're improvised, mm-hmm. when they're unexpected. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, it's like once we get everybody on board, we're kind of you know on the road. Everyone's like on the first year, I made like a video with like on the road again by Willie Nelson in the background, which I think mm-hmm. kind of just encompasses the spirit of like going out there and traveling and kind of like having an adventure. But yeah, once you're like in the car with everybody and you're like, guys, we're about to like do this stuff, and they get. I mean, you know, walking up, like hiking up the mountain with people and just like them being like a little bit tired and being like, yo, you got it, you know, just like keep on going. We're, we're almost <laughs> there. And they get to the top, they see the view, they just like, and at the end of the day, just, just <laughs> having, like hearing from them, the impact that the experience has had on them mm-hmm. is really special. And uh, it's, it's crazy. Like you, you spend a couple of days with people and all of a sudden it feels like you guys are, you know, like lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's a great thing. And I, I hope to like be able to, you know, uh, give people that experience a lot more in the future and just kind of for everybody to pass that on. Right. Cause it's like you said, it's about slowing down, enjoying the moments in life. Travel can be such like a positive thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like every day, but sometimes you have to get out and just like, like the whole thing, like kind of get out of your comfort zone yeah. a little yes. bit and just like try some new stuff and just be exposed to all that and, uh, and meet new people along the way and see things, experience things and, so my favorite part is, yeah, definitely like being able to show people this stuff and then, um, yeah, I guess like the impact it has on them. That's my favorite part. Impact, yeah. Yeah. It's, I like inspiring. Mm. You know, it's cool. Like when you go, I'm sure we all have moments in our lives, like when you see somebody or you meet somebody or just like this thing happens where you're just like, oh. <laughs> like right I mean like what you're doing now right I'm sure there were people you met or a moment with multiple moments you're almost like changing people's lives and perspectives yeah. on just everything yeah it's it's, it's a beautiful it's feeling when you add a value to someone's life especially just someone is for a short period of time because you know that's something that sticks with them for like the remainder of their lives and they will always yeah, remember you they will it. always remember yeah. that experience you created yep and you know there's it's, it's very fulfilling just knowing you were able to positively impact someone's life 
and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they get to share stories they get to share you know things with their friends with their children with their grandchildren of like yeah. experiences they had while they were with you so yeah i get that <laughs> any last questions no, I mean, this has been fun. Is there, I mean, if you can just talk about how can people find you, um, how can they book with you and all that fun stuff. Sure. Give so, them the digits. Yeah. The digits, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hold on one second. It's going to be like an NBA press conference. So I'm like, text me afterwards. Yeah, seriously, text me. <laughs> He's like, I'm not kidding. No, serious. <laughs> Yo, look, I'm like, yeah, I'm like that. You can you can arrange things with me like directly as well. So uh, the website is echoadventures.com. So E-C-C-O means there it is dot com or extraadventures.com um we're gonna be launching a new website this coming week which will be really cool and you can also reach me at andre at echoadventures.com which is the personal company email as well and yeah there's a contact form on our site um yeah that's how you can reserve trips as well and yeah, it's pretty much. Guys, I don't know about you, but I just I want to go back to Italy. If you haven't been to Italy yet, if you're looking for an amazing experience, you already know what it is. Make sure you contact Andre. You guys want to learn some Italian? Contact. You guys want to have some fun? You guys yes, wanna, yeah. buongiorno, grazie, prego. Yeah. But no, um, you're making me want to go back to Italy now. So I mean, I'm here right now. Come on, we, we should do a, a small business Saturday trip. Yeah, right. Come yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. podcast, podcast. Yes. Yeah. That's the goal. Now we know. Yeah, taking it international, right? That's yes. like that's a cool thing. Small business Saturday in Milan. Yeah. <laughs> From the top of a mountain somewhere. <laughs> No, but thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing, like for coming up yeah. with this vision and just knowing again, like you're you were put into this earth to like positively impact the lives of everyone that comes in, you know, to you. So yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Do you have any questions for, for us? Me. Yeah. So I guess tell me a little bit about what you guys do here at Momentum. Well, this is the we actually specialize in digital marketing for tourism companies that specifically go to, to Italy. Italy. Nice, nice. Well, <laughs> Delilah and I both uh, run our own thing. I mean, we just want to make an impact as well with businesses and people who are doing really cool things. And that's the the whole point of this podcast is to connect with local business owners in and around Philadelphia. And so I think with what you're doing is unlike anybody we've talked to yet. Yeah. And I, it's just a really cool, unique business. Yeah. And, you know, our whole mission is helping other small businesses in the area just because it's a way to give back. and. Um, I guess we specialize in things more towards like, you know, Google ads and Facebook ads and like driving you business. And then Delilah's, you know, more on the branding and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and stuff, events, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in. I, you have a business partner too, if you want to shout him out, right? Or is it just you? Yeah, this is a uh, shout out to Nima Roshani. Hey, okay. Nima. Hold me down in Milan. Yeah. He's, he <laughs> we'll see you soon. <laughs> he restores old bicycles there. Uh, in the off season. What? So, yeah, Italy is a country obviously full of you need, amazing bicycles. You have bicycles. a tattoo of a bike somewhere because it seems me? like bicycles are just like it's a meme. Yeah, it is like, a meme. <laughs> we story to how he got started in that and like, you know, our friendship started in Bologna initially um, through music. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the, I, I thought about a bike tattoo at one point. Um, it was because the front sprocket Mm -hmm. uh, kept rubbing up against my leg and there's like grease on it was dirty with grease you uh -huh. know and so you just got this very symmetrical form of just that front gear on your calf there you, you know, go so it kind of looked cool and I was like and then you know how 
things just kind of there you go yeah but anyway that's it i'm not on like a bike as much these days as you can find me kind of hiking and and that type of stuff but well i think it'd be an exciting trip for for everybody listening i, I can't imagine one person and one person who doesn't want to go to italy now so mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's uh tis yeah. the season to be jolly you know <laughs> so no italy's a great place and, and we'd be happy to have anybody that's uh that's interested in, in doing this type of experience and you know, if you want to just connect and stuff uh Obviously, very happy to, to chat with anybody as well. Thank you guys for having me on the program. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank we appreciate you. you. Uh, you know, I'm really happy to have discovered what you guys are doing, um, and it's it's great. You know, whatever medium, you know, I know you guys do video and, and audio and everything, and yeah, it's just connecting people with all these great things. So thank you for what you do as well. Oh, you stop it now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks again, Andre, with Echo Adventures. It's been a pleasure, and we will see you all next week for another episode of Small Business Saturday. Alla prossima. Eh. Alla prossima. <laughs>